0: Hi, it's Natasha.
1: And Khalil.
0: And we are the co hosts of Woken Woke Free. Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 60th episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we're talking about something truly deep, the history of our favorite foods. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs>
1: that's always good.
0: exactly. Before we dive deep into this subject, we have a couple of ground rules to cover. First, are y'all subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms our show is on? If not, What you waiting for? Come on now, join the party. We greatly appreciate your love and support of the show. Secondly, you have to share these episodes we make, guys. So for instance, are you sharing this episode on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, or wherever you may be? Please do and shout and tag us so that we know that you are shouting us out next have you hollered at us on social media? If you have dying questions, if you have things that you want to run by us, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WokenFree. And then lastly, if you're interested in giving us a more formal review of the show, share your comments and thoughts about our episodes. Please do on any of the 18 platforms that we're on. And all of that is available to you on WokenFree.com.
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared whether you prefer sleeping nude or with pajamas. This week, we're sharing what our favorite genre of books are.
0: Really diving to the bottom of these barrels, aren't we?
1: But did you get, did you get that last one? Genre kind of rhymes with pajamas.
0: No, depending my how mind would have gone somewhere different. Uh, so you know how it kind of <laughs> depending on how you say it. Gotcha. Because I, I is... thought you were actually were saying another word, actually. So No.
1: I... <laughs> and you know you like this share, too. You're really proud of it.
0: Oh, Lord. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, proud one.
0: Oh, good gosh. Uh, my favorite book is The Hobbit. <laughs> so I definitely like fantasy. I like... Uh, Uh, I also like uh, horror as well. I I also love love books. I'm a big Nicholas Sparks fan. And then I'm big on self-help. Obviously, I'm a coach and entrepreneur. So any book that's going to get my mind right and uh, get our kitty in control. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Uh, uh, You guys should see how we record. (laughs) Uh, Those are some of my genres. But for you, what are your favorite genres of books?
1: Oh, you got mad specific. I was just thinking, like, fiction or nonfiction. But...
0: Oh, my bad. I thought you wanted, <laughs> fine, like, a detailed though. breakdown. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. good that you went to that. I'm, I'm
1: not going to, in all to I'm not gonna get in on it like that. I okay. just was going to say that nonfiction is my favorite genre of books. That's all oh, I was okay. going to say. Not, like, romance and, yeah, you got it to, Oh, like, yeah,
0: that's what I thought fantasy. You were Yeah, yeah. You got real more. <laughs> yeah, I, I just was saying on
1: a general note because sometimes people are like, oh, I, lo- I, I can't read, um, I, I can't read fiction books, you know, stuff like that, so...
0: Lacking imagination, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... No, I love it. So <laughs> that's
1: that's what I meant. Oh, and I messed up, but... Because, yeah, fiction is the... I, I Fiction is my favorite type of genre not of, uh, nonfiction. Yeah. i was about
0: to say when you said nonfiction, yeah. i'm like you don't like i know yeah and, I, not, uh, biographies. I don't know <laughs> i don't know why i thought
1: nonfiction. It's fiction, yeah, fiction it's fiction fiction you like yeah yeah, yeah. i, both, like, I prefer the fiction. fiction yeah mm-hmm. and it's just because like there's like there's a freedom that you can incorporate anything you want even if it's not verified in the in the fiction books mm-hmm. but you also can include like real stuff that's exactly. what's kind of cool about exactly. it it doesn't have to just all be fake per mm-hmm. se there can be actual facts in there and what comes to mind is, like, things like The Secret can be, like, mm-hmm. mentioned throughout a book. Yes. And it, it could be a fiction book, but it's it's talking about The Secret. Indeed. So, Dan Brown, he has a series of books where they t- he takes you on a journey through history in each mm-hmm. book. And there's, like, a thrilling adventure as well. But mm-hmm. he's a, he, So, he's the author who wrote Da Vinci Code, but his Lost <laughs> Symbol, it also has a, a hidden theme to it that I really like. And it's a fiction book. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, I, I think it's one of... The greatest books of recent times, to be honest, because it does have a little bit of the secret throughout it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Toby agrees.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he thinks, sh- he thinks they probably should do a movie of it too. They probably are going to do a movie Word. of it. They done okay. it off of his last movies, The Angels and Demons. Mm. uh The other, I, f- I forgot the other one.
0: Yeah, well, Da Vinci Code. After, but as after the well. Da Vinci Code, yeah, he did something one. else, yeah, and yeah, then he yeah. did The Angels that and one Demons. Was weird, though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was, uh, yeah, there was two of them. There was like, because it showed Oh, calories. Dante. Dante's, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was something, Inferno? It might have just been called Inferno. Dante's Inferno was a famous um, Oh, yeah, it was, a, I think book. it was something called Inferno. <laughs> it might have yeah. just been Inferno or something. Yeah, he had that one. That one was interesting, but it was his Lost Symbol, this, he key, I think, I think he brought it back. Da Vinci Code and Lost Symbol, these are, okay. those are some good ones by him that every, everybody should try to read the Lost Symbol that's well, yeah, you've been
0: on that tip telling people to read that so i agree and so guys we will include all links on wokenfree.com for the episode so don't worry you can click in and uh, get this for yourselves now with that i think we should definitely get this party train started so is it important to know the history of the foods that you're eating if so why
1: it's probably good from a cultural perspective you want to learn what where do french fries come from you know they're not created in france you don't want to be ignorant oh, geez, and then Louise. go to france and be like hey guys We're i love that french you made fries. this yeah. and how like, you did such a great job you know you could be actually offensive so i think it's a good sure idea to know the history Americans
0: go there and say that and they oh yeah the definitely french look at us with the quite interesting eyes aka shade yeah (laughs) and when and when america
1: was hating on france for a while they called it the freedom fries so Mm. i thought that was funny that was back in like early 2000s but there i think we're back to french fries now i think that's official yeah no 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 more freedom fries it can also learn uh, you know what's changed over time Mm -hmm. maybe you don't eat meat because of the growth hormones but if you go back like far enough there was a time when animals didn't have any of these growth hormones or anything they were just like They're natural and they tasted different. And you could still kind of get that, I guess, with organic meats. But I think just knowing the history of foods, it kind of helps. You you Mm -hmm. could be like, oh, wow. So what I'm eating tastes artificial, but it wasn't always this way that there's actually a healthier way to eat it. And maybe that's the better way.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I think it's completely illogical to walk around completely clueless of what you're doing, why you're doing it, or what you're enjoying. I think life is about learning something each and every day, and that includes what you consume, because why? You are what you eat, whether that's what you consume for your mind or what you put in your mouth. So knowing the history is going to make you more wise, more knowledgeable, and it's going to give more richness to your life.
1: What are your favorite foods to eat and why?
0: Oh, gosh. This is such a hard question because there's so many really good choices. I'm a big girl because I love to eat, guys. So uh, if I had to narrow it down to three to four items, y'all can come for me if you want, Woken Free Nation. But I'm going to be real because this is what the show is all, what we're all about here. Okay. My four things. Coca-Cola. I know this is not food. But I would drink it every day if I could. I don't because of health reasons. Uh, (laughs) uh, But if I could, I would. And I I really, really love it. The real
1: Coke or the fake Coke?
0: The real Coca-Cola. I mean, I do like the fake Coke with like the vanilla one because you like that one. And every time I drink it, I...
1: High fructose corn syrup? Yes, one. but
0: every but I remember when it first came out when we had it I believe in college and you really loved it and so every time I open one I think of you. So that's oh, why nice. I really like that one. But uh, I just love Coca-Cola to me. It like it's just very it seems very American and it's just every time I drink one I just feel like I'm a part of living history. You feel so, like
1: you're a Coke person.
0: Oh, I'm for sure a Coke person every day. <laughs> I'll drink Pepsi like you don't even want to drink like Pepsi like Tony Montana have- style. Is that something perverse?
1: It's not perverse, but Uh-oh. he used to, he sold coke in the movie. In what movie? You don't remember him?
0: Who are you talking about?
1: Oh, all right. I'm going to just <laughs> Scarface. That doesn't ring a bell. Scarface. Yeah, I didn't he... see that movie. Oh, you didn't see Scarface? Well, he sells. <laughs> he's a big coke dude. He's a coke dealer. So I thought you would like him.
0: Oh, like drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what you're talking about. I'm
0: talking about Coca-Cola that you buy in the bodega. That's what I'm speaking of. I have no relation or interaction with Coke the drug. I have never done that drug, nor do I plan to do that drug, so I wouldn't know who's selling it nor who's consuming it. But you like that (laughs) Coke
1: that they make from it.
0: Okay. Okay. Next, I like... Let's hope we
1: let's hope we get into the real history of Coca-Cola. You can we'll add see. to that
0: history. I am not talking oh, about Oh, wow.
1: You that. didn't get into that history. No, okay. but you
0: can share that information. The history I shared did not talk about All right, infiltration of drugs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, next, what I loved was uh, I love jerk chicken, Jamaica in the house. Both of my parents are from Kingston, Jamaica, and I love... Uh, love jerk chicken and oxtail and curry goat and rice and beans and sweet plantain and black kick and carrot kick and all of that. So Jamaican jerk chicken is a traditional dish that everyone should have. And so that's every time I eat it, it's a it's a small little reminder of what my family comes from and what jamaica means to the world jamaica is a small country that is known across the entire planet and i think that that's remarkable because of the type of people that come out of jamaica as well as our food and music and culture so obviously that had to make the list next mint chocolate okay. chip ice cream <laughs> listen people sugar I saw... overload you have two sugar I'm a, I, things well i'm a sugary girl yeah <laughs> So I saw some content recently on Facebook how people were like, mint chocolate chip is the most disgusting thing you could eat. Whatever. It's my favorite ice cream. Uh, I don't care if you want to come for me for it. Deal with it. It's my favorite type of ice cream. Next is guacamole because I love guac. It's probably like tasting heaven in your mouth is how I would describe it to someone who's never had it. So those are my four things. What are your favorite foods?
1: um quaaludes is one you're out of Cocaine. your mind Khalil. oh wait oh you said foods oh uh food uh, oh uh oh all right and he please retract disregard that, that statement Re- that was complete
0: that. falseness you do realize we're recording
1: oh <laughs> so i can't know molly then either
0: no exactly lies now. and fabrication woken <laughs> free nation lies and fabrications
1: can you please answer
0: the question accurately
1: all right Before I make you swear under oath, <laughs> the top of the list is gonna be mac and cheese because there's nothing like that cheese. Keeping and it pasta. classy, I see yeah. No, that but the, guess what? The mac and ch- your food is not gonna keep you safe on an island. My food, I can survive off. The of question is fa-
0: favorite foods. It I know, wasn't about yeah. foods <laughs> That you need yeah, to that's live. True. It was that's about true. That's true. Favorite. Foods. I know, but my answer the question.
1: What's great about my favorite <laughs> yeah. foods is it keeps me safe in the zombie apocalypse. And it also mac also and cheese will last me away for in a, a long time. Yep. Time, squared away my culture
0: squared away right in your culture very stereotypical
1: i don't think so. southern ba- black well no oh well you'll see you'll get you'll learn well, the yeah, history we'll of learn, mac and cheese yeah. yeah yeah i i've done some a little bit of research on okay. this it. it's not what you think there's a reason why it's so popular and why okay. craft is number one in that space but i like both types of mac and cheese by the way like I stove it. top and baked. Yeah, yeah the yeah. baked is the original, and the original is always the best. But the stove top is still good, and you can have With different nice flavors chunks too. Nice of cheese in there, yep. You can mm-hmm. have different flavors in there and spice it up. But mac You're and worried. cheese is just, it's like a very um, comforting food. It's comfort mm-hmm. food. Then the next one is baked Cajun catfish. I love I just love the Marcia. Cajun, like the flavoring. <laughs> And she, yeah, she does the flavoring by. She's doing it by from scratch. She's not like buying the cajun in a bottle or anything. There's like a way to make it yeah, with all the little the ingredients. <laughs> so that's definitely on my. That's the that's my number two. Number three is rice pilaf, and if you haven't had that, you have mm. to. It's like a buttery version of sure. uh, yeah. rice, mm, and t- and it. has a hint of good flavoring, and it. it's great. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, jerk, and then jerk chicken actually, because I don't know. I like, I love the flavor of jerk chicken. I, I used to have that when I was younger. We'd have it at mm-hmm. all the parties I go to. So you know, jerk chicken is it for me. I like spicy food, so jerk is jerk can be spicy. It can be sweet but I, mm-hmm. i'll take it, i'll take it both ways i you like yeah, it spicy mix or sweet. spicy and yeah sweet, you can yeah. have it you can mix it together that's, that's what really i like good. about jerk it's not mm-hmm. it's not just one way there's a couple ways you can have it and absolutely i don't really get tired i don't get tired of it it's tasty mm-hmm. definitely Every tasty way time. to have chicken yeah.
0: absolutely so now what is the story of uh our favorite foods just to kind of get right into the heart of the episode
1: well, yeah, let's let's jump into the mac and cheese, which mm. I found some inter infra, uh, interesting information about. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that mac is mac mac and cheese is macaroni and cheese, and pasta comes from Italy. You mm-hmm. know that's that they were they were big yeah. with Italian dishes. So these pasta and cheese casseroles actually existed as early as the 14th century in Italy. Interesting, a cookbook actually mentions this recipe. It's called Liber de Cocina. I think. I don't know Italian. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if I said it right. But yeah, in that book, it actually mentioned the mac and cheese recipe. So the 14th century is where it kind of dates back to. And then I read this Smithsonian article. They go on uh, to some other points about the dish. It was actually brought over to the U.S. of A by Thomas Jefferson. Who loved the pasta dish that was served in France. Uh, So he he went, when he was in France, he saw all these different, like, yeah, he saw all these (laughs) He, he just liked how the pasta mm. looked. And he said, hey, you know what? I'm going to bring this back. It's just like, so, it looks so great. That's <laughs> it, it, they didn't say he said it tasted great. They just said he said it looked great. That's literally what it said. But, all I right. I mean,
0: pasta can he be brought it back. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. The presentation probably was like, lovely. there was nothing else like yeah, that. That's true, absolutely. yeah. You can make really fancy full art. Yeah, it art. looks really pretty. can be like art, really, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he then served the macaroni in 18- 1802 at, I think, uh, it was like a state dinner or something. Cool. It was one of those... Government dinner serves. things. He served it to the you know other people, other higher ups. Mm-hmm. And then, what what's interesting is that when Kraft actually got into the macaroni cheese game, it was in 1937, and they did this like uh, during the time when people didn't have a lot of money and great depression. We were in, yeah, <laughs> we we were at a real bad time, and people needed cheap food, so they were able to actually serve four people for 19 cents and. That year, they were able to sell, like, 8 million boxes. And from then on, it just became, like, a staple of American eating. 8 million boxes. Okay. Yeah, 8 million boxes a year. That's a lot
0: of product back then. Back then,
1: yeah. That's a lot. lot. I don't even know. I don't know how they were shipping it. So everyone
0: was eating it then, I guess, pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) because that was the only
1: thing you can get. What they used to eat was, what was big back then was dairy and meats, but they couldn't afford that. That, That's expensive to keep the dairy and meat fresh. So this macaroni and cheese is great because it's, like... You know, it's boxed. It has a great shelf life.
0: That was the down downhill of American uh, cuisine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the true start of it. Yeah, that's... Uh... Some would argue
1: that's the start of the American cuisine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would... Okay, you say otherwise, but... Well, Baked ca- Cajun Catfish is another dish that I uh-huh. love. And NPR says that actually the original style of the catfish was... It's called a blackening style, and... It's, an, it's now associated with many Cajun dishes, but actually it was invented by this chef, Paul Prudhomme, And he actually, this was his own thing. This really wasn't a Cajun style dish. He made this style up by spicing the fish and then uh, cooking it in a very hot cast iron skillet. This wasn't done in many Cajun dishes. They weren't done in this style, but he came up with this and it became like a staple. And now we come to call that Cajun catfish, but really it was his own creation. I guess cuz he was from Louisiana like he was from an area where they did a lot of Cajun stuff but his own spin became really popular people really liked it he, he they said that he seasoned the fish without overwhelming it and I I personally like the baked version of it but the original is definitely good too I've had that at some restaurants cuz a lot of restaurants you you'll go and you'll see that on southern menus you'll see the uh bit, you'll see the blackened Cajun catfish just like in the style of uh, the chef uh the other food that I like is rice pilaf and according to Smart Kitchen Asian rice was a staple by 12000 BC. So that's when the first rice was like I guess documented to have ever been made Interesting. It was 12000 BC. India had the earliest form of pilaf as we kind of know it but it was in the form of pula an Indo-Aryan word meaning rice and meat. And then the the biggest uh, people that, I guess, really coined the word was Persia, and they're the first to use the word pilaf in their dish. And what that meant was that pilaf, the word, means to put grains, or, or to, I guess, boil grains in broth. And that's how I like it, you know. That's that's kind of, that's what the boxes do now. You, you put some broth, you put some rice, and there you go. You got your rice pilaf. And then when the Greeks conquered the Persians, they adopted the dish, and they they called it pilafi. That's another thing I found out in it. Uh, jerk chicken. You know, the, the word jerk actually comes from the word charqui, a word for dry trips of meat. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's a Spanish word that I saw. Yep. And that's like kind of the origins of where jerk chicken came from. And then uh, Helen Walensky wrote this book, Jerk from Jamaica, and she said the word jerk, came from people turning the meat around around in the marinade mm-hmm. or it might have came from people like picking up uh, people jerking the strip from the roast on the barbecue roast that's mm-hmm. that's where she thinks the word jerk came from so yeah. that's you know kind of what I found on jerk chicken
0: cool I definitely will elaborate elaborate upon that as well now for me coca-cola if you go to coca-cola company.com again all links and research will be found on Wilen the product that has given the world its best known taste was born actually in Atlanta, Georgia, in May in 1886. Uh, Dr. John Stythe Pemberton, a local pharmacist, produced the syrup for Coca Cola, carried a jug of the new product down the street to Jacob's Pharmacy, where it was sampled, pronounced excellent, and placed on sale for five cents a glass as a what? soda foundation. Pronounced excellent. And, yep, the carbonated carbonated water was teamed with the new syrup to produce a drink that was at once delicious and refreshing, a theme that continues to echo today wherever people enjoy Coca-Cola. And thinking that the two Cs would look well in advertising, Dr. Pemberton's partner and bookkeeper, Frank M. Robinson, suggested the name and penned the now-famous trademark Coca-Cola in his unique script. And then the first newspaper ad for Coca-Cola soon appeared, in atlanta journal inviting thirsty citizens to try the new and popular soda fountain drink hand-painted oil cloth signs reading coca-cola appeared on store awnings and the suggestion drink and added to inform passerbys that the new be- beverage was for soda fountain refreshment. And then during the first year, sales averaged a nine drinks per day. And unfortunately, Dr. Pemberton, who created this, never actually realized the potential of the beverage he created because uh, he actually died in like 1888. And again, this was created two years prior. So, and he sold his remaining interest in Coca-Cola to Asa G chatt candler and atlannan with great business acumen and mr candler proceeded to buy additional rights and acquire complete control so uh there you go it was started by a pharmacist which is kind of interesting definitely did not know that and i didn't know that coca-cola, Coca-Cola was so old actually which is really interesting
1: that's why that pharmacist used cocaine in it
0: so that was not in any of the research that I came across. And... I found I
1: found it. It definitely used the extract of cocoa leaves and cola nuts. Okay. And the cocoa, cocoa leaves are used to make cocaine. So, okay. so I don't it definitely think he does have that in there.
0: cocaine in the drink. But yeah, he could have used a derivative. I, I didn't go into the chemical breakdown of this drink. I just wanted to know. You didn't want to know where... that you're drinking
1: something that used to have traces of cocaine in it?
0: I'm not obsessed with drugs as you happen to be in this conversation now. <laughs> but do you have other tidbits that you'd like to share on drugs
1: well it's, it's impossible to say how much trace of cocaine was really in it it might have been like one, well, one four, it might have been a 400th of, co- of a grain
0: derivative of cocaine not actual cocaine he didn't make cocaine and put it in the drink you're seeing the cocoa oh well,
1: yeah it's the leaves but yeah. it's still that drug though that drug yeah. is in the leaves though that's the thing yeah but it's not, cocaine it's is a different form and
0: then it's quite a different to take actual cocaine well, like, white but they're just powdering the drug though yeah. i mean you're just it's
1: more concentrated when you have it on its own but it yeah. is you you can call it that yeah you can call it that cuz that's where it comes it, it has some in there so
0: obviously that tickles they just you never quite knew how much, much was in there
1: well cuz who, who comes up with that name, Coca-Cola? It's not random. It's not just well, how yeah, they just I... tried to put it. There, there's a little bit more to it. Cocoa leaves. So now... Gotcha. And the cola nut. So there you go. coca leaf and there the cola nut. That's where we really get it from.
0: Now we're fully educated. Excellent.
1: Not fully, but at least people have their appetite wet.
0: So with jerk chicken, according to Britannica. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh,
0: This is a spicy grilled meat dish, mostly associated with with jamaica but common throughout the caribbean other gotta be on yes other caribbean uh places will have it jerk refers to a style of cooking which you uh, alluded to earlier in which the main ingredient which most often is chicken may also be for beef pork goat jerk or beef boar seafood or vegetables Absolutely. i've never
1: heard of jerk i
0: enjoy jerk, beef. jerk pork i've yet to have had jerk beef i've but never heard uh, of jerk beef maybe people <laughs> have done it in the what? past i don't know if it's currently present <laughs> yeah, i've
1: never heard it, of that
0: is it's coded in spices and slow cooked over a fire or grilled traditionally composed of green pimento wood yeah. positioned over burning coals and then the resulting smoke is a key to the flavor of the dish now this cuisine actually had its origins with the tayo tayino taino. taino yeah which uh who developed the jerk method and later taught it to african slaves who in turn adapted it into creating jerk chicken and uh you are you already mentioned kind of the history of the word jerk definitely spanish char. Char-ky. Charkey, charkey, yeah, and uh, also in Jamaica, jerk chicken is famous for its pungent marinade, marked by allspice and Scotch Bennett peppers, which are similar to habanero chili peppers. And then this is a dish that you would eat with like rice and beans, plantain, and sweet potato. Uh, Fritters, etc. And then Taino. Yeah. Yeah. So just note for that, this is all shared on Britannica, which is also available on WokenFree.com. Those were Arakon-speaking people who, at the time of Christopher Columbus's exploration, inhabited what are now Cuba, Jamaica, Hispaniola, which is Haiti and the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. So uh, most of the numerous indigenous people of the Caribbean, Taino, may have numbered one or two million at the time of the Spanish conquest in the late 15th century. So I actually didn't know that, yeah, that that, that was a part of Jamaican history, that it was, I guess, native inhabitants that then...
1: What, that made the... um
0: the, That region, actually, the, our, so there's... It's interesting, I guess, yeah, with culture, because I don't think people really talk about, Have you, did they talk about that in class with you at school, Taino? Yeah. Oh, okay, or maybe my school <laughs> was bad, I don't know. They did mention that,
1: that's <laughs> why I knew the word, I knew, I, I recognized it. I mean, maybe that.
0: they talked about it at one point, I don't remember that, so. <laughs> oh, you didn't even know, you
1: didn't know the types of people that inhabited no, those places. No, did
0: not know that, because that's similar to here, right, like the indigenous people here before yeah, so that's yeah,
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. All right, so moving on, mint chocolate chip ice cream. So according to mccormickflavor.com, mint chocolate chip ice cream was invented in 1973 by culinary student Marilyn Ricketts while studying at South Devon College in England.
1: Really? Not Ben and Jerry?
0: She entered a competition to provide an ice cream dessert for Princess Anne's wedding to Captain Mark Phillips at Westminster Abbey, and then the dessert was originally named Mint Royale, and she got a silver cup for her efforts, and we got our first taste of one of the most popular ice cream flavors <laughs> ever. So that's interesting. Definitely didn't know it had English ties, and then or oh, know, but they
1: she, love mint though. That makes sense. They're the, well, big yes, on the minty flavor. So mint, there we go. Yes. That's the that's the ticket.
0: Yep, and then lastly with guac, according to I can't even say the website Lock name. It up. Yeah, it's like so hard, but you <laughs> so you can uh, ten. I don't know what that's, <laughs> but <laughs> you'll see the link, <laughs> guys. It's TT? Like, it's like tenochitlaine.amigo.net or something. The
1: amigos? Would you say? <laughs> you said the amigos. What are you talking about? Some music? You like raindrops dropped off.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: You talk bigos. what are yes. you saying? Yes. We're this getting this is interesting site uh, you going to. Oh,
0: uh, we're getting. Uh, we're we're going. This ain't about guac, brick road guy.
1: Yeah, you going back to the cocaine thing? So like, what's going on? You
0: need to take a chill pill on drugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> guacamole was actually made first by the Aztecs uh, prior to the 16th century. Early guacamole was made purely of avocado, and then the modern name derives from Nahuati Nahua t- word. Ah uh, guacamole, which literally translates to avocado sauce, and then guacamole became incredibly popular in Mesoamerican society because of the abnormal nutritional value of avocados. Avocados are very high in fat and protein Ooh. and c- con- content for a fruit. So diets in the society had a relatively low fat content and as such it became a vital element of the diet of the people native to its habitat in addition the aztecs believed guacamole to be an aphrodisiac so that increased its popularity of course that's always good freaknicks as <laughs> the europeans arrived they too enjoyed the dish even going as far as to attempt to replicate it with substitutes for the avocado however the substitutes failed to reach the same level of popularity and european interest in the avocado that's grew weird. dramatically what's
1: weird the substitutes like
0: you can't substitute guac. It's just it's like, they're trying to make
1: like a guacamole type sauce. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you have to use the. <laughs> they just said let's you... use
1: something that's more. Yeah,
0: so you can the articles will Plentyful. all be on wokenfree.com dot yeah. com. There's more to that that you can read on, but yeah, yeah Aztecs guys, that's who created guac, which sense. is a uh, very very. I knew guac. I knew
1: it was from like the South America area. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. Root it back to the Aztecs, though. Well, it's
0: Aztecs and then Mexico, you know, the Mexican culture and all that good stuff. So. Mexicano. Sí, si, señor. So with that, what is next?
1: Well, we gotta ask. Would you mm-hmm. change anything of your favorite foods in any way? Anything that you'd like to adjust to it to make it better? I guess. Uh, so interest in the Coca-Cola
0: family, uh, <laughs> or company? Interest? No Oh, like, you want to control them? Stock- interest. <laughs> kidding uh, i don't know do we invest there <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i mean the, the only thing i would change probably would be something with jerk chicken but people have to stay tuned for that we're still uh pining over some thoughts there but uh outside of that no i no are,
1: improvement oh all right yeah
0: well. yeah that i mean what, what how about you what would you change anything about your favorite food of
1: course i would just want my foods to be healthier in some way <laughs> oh,
0: yes that was a very interesting PC answer. I like that, yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. That I was,
1: I was very clear, direct. For sure. For sure. <laughs> because we're all moving towards a healthier future, so our favorite food should be healthy. Indeed. Whatever that means. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'll leave that up to the audience to figure out.
0: Yes, Woken Free Nation, out of what we discussed today did do we share favorite foods with you and if so why are they your favorite foods did you know the history and then would you change anything please comment and add this on the episode at wokenfree.com
1: here we go yo here we go yo so what's so what's so what's the scenario it's scenario time scenario 1 pat and gino make some of the greatest cheesesteaks in the world They have been competing year after year for best cheesesteak on the planet. They make everything fresh and authentic. Sophia tried both, but says she still prefers the one served at her high school cafeteria. Should Sophia get her taste buds checked out by a doctor, or is she valid in her opinion?
0: That's really harsh, actually. (laughs) that's a really harsh question
1: it's a harsh one because you're
0: like assuming or you're presupposing that her high school couldn't have great quality food
1: (laughs) (laughs) now we now we've got a comedian here your face right now because i didn't know we had a comedian as one of the co-hosts for
0: years that i should do stand-up
1: yeah (laughs) i think you may have a you might have a point they have a point. Uh,
0: I think the thing about food is similar to beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. If you love something, it doesn't matter if the rest of the world hates it. As long as you love it, then it's food that you love, and that's it. Point blank, period. So if she likes her high school cafeteria cheesesteak, Uh, then that's what she likes. And if no one supersedes that, then maybe it's not necessarily just the food. Sometimes you like something because it reminds you of something or maybe you had your best moment in your life and you were eating that. So it's always something good. It might not even be the food itself. So at the end of the day, should she try other cheesesteaks? Yeah, I mean, as long as she enjoys eating that food, then she should try other ones and get context to see what other people, how other people make it. But you can't fault her for what she likes. that's my opinion, at least.
1: Okay. Mhm. I think she should go into one of those studies to see why she doesn't like good cheesesteak. That's what I think.
0: Why are you presupposing her school can't make one a good one? No,
1: not but they they're competing against the world's best cheesesteak. Really? She doesn't like the world's best cheesesteak. Maybe
0: steak? she goes to the world's best high school.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean they have the best cheesesteak. Because then they should but be on the top mean ten. That they they can't. should be. They should be the best. Then if, it's like if you're having the best, why are you settling for something less?
0: Because it's like for me, I—I I mean, you made this example off of me. I like, fake, <laughs> I like fake cheesesteak over real one. So guys, c-
1: no, take c- that. <laughs> no, don't say this the is made level, off of you. The level no, of laughter
0: right now is this, ridiculous.
1: No, don't say this is made off of you though. Ridiculous. Take that no, back. No, guys. It's made so off of you. Free
0: nation. So he's coming for me because <laughs> we we went to Penn State, as you guys know, right? And I love the cheesesteak. Where did we eat it from? Was it South Hall or was it South Hall that I liked it from? Or? Yeah. It was South Hall. If well, anyone, actually you or or was it, it from
1: Penny Packer Penny, too. Yes, yes. Penny Packer too yeah. There, yeah. So
0: I liked, the point was I liked the cafeteria cheesesteak from this campus Al Penn State. But then he was like, no, no, no. We got to have the best cheesesteak. He drove us to philadelphia we went to like a, r- a raved about cheesesteak uh place
1: and we went to pat's actually oh sure okay we went to the cheesesteaks. and cheese i mean no disrespect
0: pat or whatever but i i wasn't a fan he let Khalil liked it and then from then on he's just been going around saying well you like the fake one instead of the real one so that's why this the, you think i don't know you're coming for me in this exercise i know you're coming
1: for me. no why and is I it coming care. for you i'll go back Not to penn state you. to
0: have a cheesesteak thank you very much
1: you gotta try Geno's next time, we'll see. We should have tried both. That was, that was the mistake.
0: And I will enjoy Penn State's the most.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Why? Because I love my Penn State experience. That's Okay, why.
1: if you say so. Scenario two. Chandice invited her girlfriend, Eleanor, over to taste her special top-secret family-passed-down jerk chicken. Eleanor was so delighted with the flavor, she really wanted to make it herself, so asked Chandice for the recipe. Chandis gave it to her, but in two years heard about a new jerk franchise that makes the best jerk chicken of this outside. She comes to find out that Eleanor is the CEO of this new company. What should Chandis do?
0: Uh, wow. So, okay, we're back to legal issues. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. You're funny, funny.
1: These scenarios just come about. I don't know.
0: So I'm not going to speak to the legality of (laughs) what this scenario is hinting to, because that is not my forte, and someone else can maybe speak on that, Uh, whether she has legal rights or obligations that she can go after in this scenario. What I will say is that if something is precious to you, uh, handing, handing it out nilly-willy risks it being not precious to you and privy to the world. So if this was a recipe that she wanted to keep near and dear for her and her family and her loved ones, then she probably shouldn't have handed it over to her friend is what I would suggest. But what should she do? I, I don't know if you can do anything is, is my question, but what is your answer?
1: Yeah, I'd say the problem with this is that she never expressed she had any thoughts of making this thing public or making anything mm-hmm. out of it. So mm-hmm. technically, Eleanor is not in the real wrong in using the recipe for that. Mm-hmm. You know The only problem is that she said, oh, this is a family secret and maybe she could have cleared it with her, but really, you know you shouldn't have, Chand- it you shouldn't have gave it out. You yeah. gave out this secret recipe. I don't care if that's your homegirl. Like, that's your family thing. Just keep it in the family. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, I mean, she... I think
1: you kind of messed up yourself. Yeah. The most you could do now is maybe be a brand ambassador. <laughs> 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 You'd be like, hey, I'll be a brand ambassador. Can you give me a free bucket of jerk?
0: For her own family <laughs> sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're yeah. the funny. cheap imitation. Oh, and I'm the comedian
1: too. No, because she wants the cheap <laughs> imitation, she doesn't want the real one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I oh, mean, man. I think that what this exercise, I think, is really pointing to is the idea that when you have something really amazing and you sit on it and just continue to make jerk chicken, instead of going out and starting a business or or creating something out of beauty that you have sitting around, then you risk someone finding it and stumbling upon it and making loads of money off of something that you just, you know, were too pleased to just have it for Sunday dinner. So. Think about what, what you know and what you can do. And if you can make money from it and want to make money from it, do. But don't get mad when other people...
1: <laughs> Profit.
0: Yeah, when, when they jump on an opportunity. Life is about taking action, guys. It's not about just sitting down and saying, you know, I have some good jerk chicken. Yeah, <laughs> that's all she's doing. She's eating that good yeah, jerk. Yeah, you, 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 know, you keep making the recipe. How about we make it into some sauce? We make it into some businesses. We, you know, go on a bookstore. We, we do the whole kabam. So... You snooze, you lose.
1: Scenario 3. Priscilla is a fairly lucky woman who wins many of the sweepstakes she enters. This last winning put her in a tough bind though. She actually won the opportunity to receive one of these foods each day for the rest of her life. She had the choice of curry goat, quinoa, or tacos. Which one should you choose?
0: You really are crazy. You're crazy. Like, you're literally crazy.
1: <laughs> what do you say? Someone
0: has a choice to win something, and it's curry goat, quinoa, or tacos. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's opportunity of a lifetime though for the rest I of don't your even life know every what day. Time of the universe every day in. you get that. Every day you get, but you only get one of those. That's the problem. Can you
0: choose one every and switch it up? No, every? you don't switch it. It's one, one every day. Yeah, <laughs>
1: once you choose one, that's it. You're stuck with it.
0: I don't even know what answer you would choose. Well, actually, based <laughs> on your earlier answer of health, I guess I know which inclination <laughs> you're going. But <laughs> and you didn't even specify: oh, is this tacos with beef or chicken? That's the whole trick. Or trait. shrimp.
1: You, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's a taco it could surprise. Be
0: vegan. Oh wow, that could be interpreted in so many different ways. I, right well, now. yeah,
1: it could be. That's the problem with tacos—you never know what you're gonna get. Like, and literally. now you're
0: coming from someone else. Gotcha. No, but okay. that's that's
1: every taco maker. You don't know what their meats in. you don't know what they put in their meat or if it's meat. You don't know what it is.
0: You know my answer is curry goat, though. Like,
1: your answer was real quick. You, all day every you day. You said curry what? Oh, yeah, curry, curry
0: goat. Thank it you is. Very then you're
1: the goat, and you're like, I I know what to it's choose. It's tender, now.
0: it's delicious. I'm sorry because I do like goats, but <laughs> I uh, I also like eating curry goats, so that's my answer. And yours, quinoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, see, it'd be it's or a tough you... choice between because it's the taco surprise or the quinoa, which you know is good for you, but it's like, eh. It's uncooked quinoa, you you still got to work for it. The curry goat, at least it's kind of, it's put together for you, but man, I don't know if I would go with the taco surprise, like not on taco Tuesday, like that's kind of crazy. The no, inner... you can get tacos for cheap. You know what? I go with the quinoa. I think the quinoa is worth more even. Yeah, definitely the quinoa. The
0: inner workings of your mind is fabulous. I wish I could like go in your head <laughs> and see how you come to make these questions and these thoughts. You're out of your freaking mind. What?
1: No, this this is a scenario. I don't know where these come from, actually.
0: I mean, even if you had said you have the choice between winning money and winning goat. <laughs> I would have seen that as more illogical. What about question? a goat farm?
1: No, a yeah, goat farm. Yeah, well, that, I
0: mean, I... I mean, I guess I would choose the money cuz you can always build the goat farm. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you they don't, it's Some not Some people money. might choose the goat farm. <laughs> yeah, they might give you a goat farm that's 20 acres, so that's <laughs> that's always nice and they get to run around.
0: Ooh, char- cheese. But you got
1: to eat them then cuz you got to I make mean, how are you going to make your curry goat?
0: Can we not go there? <laughs> <laughs> Can we not ruin the beautiful moment happening? You know you like I, your curry
1: goat, though. You know you, you like you the like tender meat. you like your meats. taco surprise. No, I'm scared. I don't know what that might be, Taco Tuesdays. Be fearless. Know. <laughs> beef, yes. If it's beef, then I could do that. You're right. You're, you're right in that. I can go with... Yeah, it's That's a chance, but you know, I know a lot of people would go with the tacos, though. That's why I put that. I know you did. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of people would. I, know. I don't know if I would, though.
0: No, you're going, I'm with, going no with the BJ's quinoa. quinoa, yeah. It
1: better not be BJ's. It better be top brand <laughs> quinoa.
0: What you try to say?
1: <laughs> I don't want no warehouse quinoa. What
0: you try No, to I don't say. want
1: warehouse quinoa. I want like packaged by hand, American made quinoa. Imported and then Year American behind packed.
0: Had the nurse should say American made too. I love it. Go ahead, America. <laughs> no, because
1: I know they're going to pay the workers more. They're going to overpay them. They're going to have a pension, and they're going to be lot to make this. This conversation is going
0: in all different wrong directions. <laughs> <laughs> we are dead right now, sir. We are at the Stick end. Stick a fork in it.
1: We're sticking a fork in this yes, food topic right now. Sure. <laughs> we
0: are at the end of our sixtieth episode of <laughs> Welcome Free. free disastrous this was quite the. we needed episode, another try quite the episode talking about the history of our favorite foods why because we need to be educated and we got to be woken free even about the foods that we're eating so will i leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about drum roll please
1: on our next episode we'll be talking with special guest jade kolb about whether we are doing enough For our stray animals in this country make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation and make sure you tune in next week for woken free wednesday to join the conversation at wokenfree.com
0: guys you hear how much fun we're having you should be having quite a blast listening to this foolishness and (laughs) if you want to be a guest and have just as much fun on the show with us what do you got to do you got to submit a topic for an upcoming episode and where do you do that on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That is is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. We are also very active on social media. If you're feeling to slide up in our DMs, message us, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WokenFree.
1: If you didn't already subscribe, please do. Share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.